I read a great quote the other day. It said, blessings are often opportunities disguised in work clothes. Let's talk about putting in that work, y'all. Welcome to the Graceful Hustle Podcast, where people of faith learn how to amplify their professional impact. I'm your host, Monique Carkham Edwards, a New Orleans girl who loves seafood, a wannabe fashion stylist, wife and mother. I'm also an executive strategist, attorney and pastor, and I'm here to help you get to the C-suite with your soul right. Hey y'all, welcome to episode number 29 of the Graceful Hustle podcast. Are we living in some crazy times or what? Regardless of who you are, this coronavirus situation has turned all of our worlds upside down in some fashion. Now I know that for most of my listeners, it's unlikely that you are in a high risk category, the highest risk being the elderly and next those with underlying health conditions. But maybe you have a parent or a grandparent who is at serious risk. Maybe some of you don't have underlying respiratory or other health conditions like diabetes or high blood pressure, but perhaps a loved one or friend or sibling does. But even if you don't fall into either of these categories, you cannot escape being impacted by this global pandemic. Grocery store shelves are bare, schools are closed, some neighborhoods are quarantined, and folks are working from home. It's affecting almost every area of our lives. And and speaking of work, some of our industries and livelihoods are being negatively affected, causing fear of decreased revenues, layoffs, etc. For example, I am in the learning and development and personal development space, and we're being impacted because many of my corporate client engagements are being canceled since I primarily do those in person, face to face. And some of that training will be rescheduled as virtual training, but some won't. And that will potentially impact my income for the next 60, 90, 120, however many days this goes on. And on top of all of that, the stock market has plunged and the economy is threatening to go into a recession. It's, it's a lot, y'all. Whew, it's, it's, it's a lot. As, as I would say to my sister when we're talking, girl, this too much. This is too much. So what is a graceful hustler to do, y'all? What are we to do in these times? Like most things in life, it's not about what's happening It's about your response to what's happening. And in order for you to respond right, we got to get your mind right. And have no fear, your girl Mo is here with another Monday mindset shift. So let's talk about it. There is one major mindset shift that I believe will enable us to thrive even during these crazy, unbelievable times. And this mindset shift can help you professionally, it can help you mentally, it can help you emotionally and spiritually. This mindset shift will help you whether you're an entrepreneur, 
whether you're a corporate executive, a pastor, a freelancer, you name it. And the mindset shift is this. We have to accept and embrace that with opposition comes opportunity. With opposition comes opportunity. And the reverse is also true, that with opportunity comes opposition. In other words, the mindset shift that we need to embrace is opposition and opportunity go hand in hand. What does accepting that opposition and opportunity go hand in hand do for us? How can accepting that and leaning into that mindset shift really help us? Three ways that making this mindset shift can really help you through this crisis or any other crisis. First, making this mindset shift up front will give you a jump on surviving the crisis. So there are various crisis response theories, but most of them follow the arc of denial, deliberation, and then a decisive moment. So denial that the crisis is really happening, denial that it's happening to you, denial that it is as bad as it really is. Then deliberation. What do I do? How do I respond? How do I react to this? And then a decisive moment where a decision is made about the path that you will take in order to deal with, in whatever way you've decided to, this crisis. According to some social and behavioral scientists, when people freeze up during a crisis, what they're experiencing is what we call the fight or flight response. In other words, while you appear to be frozen, you don't know what to do, you're just panicked. What your mind is doing is searching for a plan on how to react to whatever crisis it is or threat it is that you're facing. Your mind is trying to plan your way through it. You're no longer in the denial phase. You've accepted that the crisis is real. You're now in the deliberation phase where you're deciding, planning, how am I going to deal with this crisis, with this threat, with this opposition? So what does this have to do with opposition and opportunity? When you accept that opposition and opportunity go hand in hand, I believe you spend less time in the denial and deliberation phases. Once you accept that, listen, opposition and opportunity go hand in hand, you'll more quickly move out of that deer in headlights phase of a crisis and you will more quickly move into solution mode. When you accept that opposition, problems, tragedy, obstacles go hand in hand with opportunity, you will much more quickly find your way and lead others through the crisis because instead of, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Oh my goodness, why is this happening? And, you know, I don't know what to do about what's happening. You will bypass most of that unproductive mental hand-wringing or at least certainly shorten the amount of time you spend doing that. And you will more quickly get your mind focused on, okay, there's a problem, an issue, some opposition, some situation. But since I know that opposition and opportunity go hand in hand, there must be an opportunity here somewhere and I'm going to find it. This mindset shift can help you. If you're an entrepreneur, there's a concept that you're probably familiar with from a book that was popularized some months ago called the, and there's a concept is called the pivot. I forget the name of the book. 
But it talks about how one of the ways that startups can survive or increase their chances of survival and thriving is because when one of the things that they can do is they can quickly pivot once they see that a strategy or an approach, a business model is not working. And it's the quickness of the pivot that will enable them to go to the next level. Having this mindset that opposition and opportunity go hand in hand can help you pivot more quickly. If you're an entrepreneur, having the mindset that opposition and opportunity go hand in hand can help you pivot more quickly away from a business model that may have been profitable two weeks ago before coronavirus was the pandemic that has been declared today. And that mindset can help you begin to look for ways to change your business model to adapt to what may be our new normal for the next six to eight months or six to eight weeks even. If you're a professional working for a company, an organization, having the mindset that opportunity and opposition go hand in hand can help you pivot more quickly away from some projects that might not be viable for your company in a recession and begin to develop tweaks or adjustments that can work when your clients need and in the way that they need them to work. Maybe these tweaks or adjustments can work when your clients needs or budgets or spending habits change. And instead of spending two weeks like a deer in headlights stunned by the fact that you have a threat to deal with now, you can more quickly move on to solutions. Listen, I'm not saying that any of these things, changing your business model, shifting your product mix, shelving products or services, or tweaking other technologies or other things. I'm not saying any of that is easy, but the sooner you can begin to do that, the better off you will be. Some of you may just need to change workflows. You may need to change who in your department or who on your team does what. You may need to change work processes. We're doing the same things we were doing, but now we're doing them in a different way. We're following some different processes, some different systems. So embracing this opportunity and opposition go hand in hand mindset can help you get a jump on responding to a crisis because you pivot more quickly mentally, you get out of that denial phase, you get out of that deer in headlights phase, and you begin to say, okay, there's an opportunity here. Let's find it. Let's seize upon it. And let's pivot and do what we need to do quickly so we can make the most of it. So when you make the mindset shift, that opportunity and opposition go hand in hand. Not only will you get a jump on surviving the crisis, but depending on how quickly you position yourself, your product, your department, your company, your business, you may even gain a competitive advantage. The quicker you can accept what's happening as the new reality, realize that you need to make a decision and you make that decision through the lens of opposition bringing opportunity, the quicker you can get out ahead of your competitors, whomever they may be. If you're an entrepreneur, your competitor is the next entrepreneur trying to bring that idea to market. If you are an employer, you may be looking at the business down the street and what they're doing. If you're an employee, your competition may be the others who are in line for promotion just like you are. So 
One of the things that making this mindset shift can do is you can not only get a jump on surviving the crisis, but depending on how quickly you can position yourself or your market or your department, you may even gain a competitive advantage by adopting this perspective and this mindset shift. The third thing that happens when you make the mindset shift that opportunity brings opposition and opposition comes with opportunity is it opens up a door for you to establish your leadership. It opens a door for you to establish your leadership either initially or maybe in a fresh or different or more commanding way. How? Instead of complaining, worrying, fretting, hand-wringing, or being overwhelmed because there is opposition or a crisis, when you have the mindset that opposition goes hand-in-hand with opportunity, you can step up and exhibit some key leadership qualities. Here's what Jack Welch, the fabled chairman of CEO of General Electric, once said about leadership and crisis. Jack Welch said this, denial in the face of crisis is a very human response, but one of the marks of good leadership is the ability to dispense with denial quickly and face the crisis with eyes wide open and fists raised. Good leaders don't just accept reality. They also define reality by setting direction and inspiring people to move forward. So when your mindset is opportunity focused, you position yourself to identify paths forward out of the crisis. You begin to make proposals about what could be instead of focusing on what used to be or what can't be any longer. You face the crisis with your eyes wide open. You're not in denial and your fists are raised. I'm gearing up for the fight that is ahead of me. Because there is a fight, right? There's opposition, but it's worth the fight to knuckle up and go my grill and get in the fight so that I can seize the opportunity that is resident along with the opposition. So good leaders don't just accept reality. They define reality by setting direction and inspiring people to move forward. I love that y'all. That just made like my whole day when I read that quote by Jack Welch. So when your mindset is opportunity focused, you position yourself to take on assignments and projects that are brimming with possibility. Maybe it's a possible new technology. Maybe it's a possible new service or product for customers. Maybe a possible new service delivery model. Maybe possible new markets, possible new clients. But when you lean into the opportunities and possibilities that the crisis, however unfortunate, however unfortunate it is, but when you lean into the opportunities and the possibilities that the crisis caused, you begin to do exactly what Jack Welch said. You begin to define reality by setting the direction and inspiring people to move forward. In other words, you become a leader because that's what leaders do. They set the direction and they inspire people to move forward. Listen, crises like the coronavirus pandemic are unsettling. They are very unsettling. Opposition can be frustrating. It can be discouraging, unsettling. Look, y'all, in January... 
Everybody was talking about how great 2020 was going to be, especially people of faith. We were all talking about how God gave us 2020 vision for 2020 and we could see what was going to happen and we could see being successful and we could see how we were going to live our blessed life in 2020. And we had a whole lot that we were proclaiming God told us was going to happen and we were feeling real good. Listen, I was one of them. I was with you in that. So either two things have happened. Either all that was a lie and a bunch of church hype, or it really was what God said. And we need to knuckle up and get ready to fight for what he promised us. And the biggest battlefield is always in our minds. That's why we have to make the mindset shift because if God really did speak to your heart and say what you said, he spoke to your heart earlier this year, regarding this year, then when he says it, God already knew that sister Corona was going to be knocking on our doorstep, threatening all of that. He already knew what Corona was going to be trying to do to us right about now, y'all. So your actions in your response to the opposition you're facing, whether it's coronavirus or something else, your response to that, your actions, will tell you, me and everybody else, whether your proclamations about 2020 were hype or whether they were real. Listen, this podcast is designed to help people of faith amplify their impact in the professional spaces they occupy. So I want to leave you with that challenge of either two things are going to happen. Either all the things you thought that were wonderfully ordained for 2020, all that was hype or it was true. And if it's true, then your actions are going to line up with it being true. And you are going to make the mindset shift. And then the corresponding actions will follow demonstrating that you now see that opposition and opportunity go hand in hand. Listen, I want to leave you with a short passage from a story in the New Testament. Now, listen, I have listeners all over the spiritual spectrum. I have some who believe in the Bible and I know some of y'all don't, but even if you don't get down with the Bible like that, I just need you to rock with me on this for about two more minutes, please. In 1 Corinthians 16 in the New Testament, Paul is writing to the church he founded in a city named Corinth. And he's writing a letter to the church in Corinth while he is in another city named Ephesus. And in this letter to the church at Corinth, Paul is updating the church about his upcoming travel plans. And one of the things that he says is that for the meantime, he is going to stay in Ephesus. Now, Paul was a church planner, so his goal, whenever he stayed anywhere for an appreciable amount of time, presumably it was to start a church there. And this is what Paul says about Ephesus in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 9. He says this about Ephesus. There is a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. There is a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. I won't take the time on this podcast to get into who or what the opposing factions were, but suffice it to say, Paul had opposition. Now, Paul was no punk. 
Paul was used to opposition. He was used to hardship. If you read his writings in the New Testament, you will be like, dag, bruh went through it, okay? Paul was no stranger to opposition. So for Paul to call out the fact that there was opposition in Ephesus meant that there was some real opposition. It wasn't that somebody insulted him and hurt his feelings. There was some serious opposition going on. I bring this script to your to your attention so you can see that opportunity and opposition go hand in hand, no matter what it is that you're trying to do, whether it's something business related, whether it's entrepreneurial, whether it's a ministry related venture or something church related, it does not matter. There is no special magic dust that you're going to be able to sprinkle on whatever it is that you're trying to do, no matter whether God told you to do it or not to eliminate opposition. Maybe you can minimize some of the problems. Maybe you can dodge a couple of crises here and there, but generally speaking, opportunity and opposition go hand in hand where there are opportunities. You're going to have opposition and where you have opposition, especially in a crisis, there is always opportunity. There was a quote that some cynics said, and, and depending on the crisis, you know, I think you might want to lean into this, not to be insensitive, but there was a cynical person who made a comedic comment. He said, never waste a good crisis, never waste a good crisis. He may have said that, or she may have said that cynically, but it's facts, y'all. This is a crisis, but who knows what could come out of it? I said that if you embrace this concept that with opportunity comes opposition and vice versa, it will help you professionally. It will help you mentally. It will help you emotionally. It will also help you spiritually. Listen, if the coronavirus has you shook, and I know some of us are shook by this, that's okay. Nothing wrong with being afraid. Nothing wrong with fear. It's a natural, normal human response. But use this time of social distancing. Use this time of not having to have a commute. Use this time of not having to go to lunch with coworkers. Use this time to really get into a space of meditating on what God has promised about what he's going to do for his people globally, for the church, for your life. Spend time meditating on the things that are positive. Spend time doing things that you normally would not have time to do. Instead of lamenting about what's happening, take all of that energy that's bottled up in fear and anxiety and begin to release it and channel it towards what you can do. You can still spend time with your family in the home. You can still call friends, FaceTime, and laugh. You can still do some activities that you enjoy. Hope is not canceled, okay? Happiness doesn't have to be canceled. Laughter doesn't have to be canceled. Joy doesn't have to be canceled. You've got to lean into this experience, to develop some spiritual muscles that maybe have atrophied over the months or years or weeks because we've been kind of cool and it's all been good. So it's no longer coolie high. We got some problems now, but you can use this opportunity to fortify yourself spiritually even. So this mindset 
that opportunity and opposition go hand in hand can transform and revolutionize how you look at a whole lot of things, not just your professional life. Listen, Paul in this passage leaned into the opportunity and he refused to let the opposition deter him. And he went on to found a great church in Ephesus. So today, when you flip open that laptop today, when you're working from home today, when you're interacting with your colleagues on zoom with your boss, with your clients, with your suppliers, what opportunity can you seize to get a jump on the crisis, to gain a competitive edge or to establish your leadership? What opportunity can you find in the midst of opposition to serve, to grow, to lead, to produce, to encourage, and to point the way forward? This has been the Graceful Hustle Podcast, episode number 29, y'all, Opportunity and Opposition. Hope it's been a blessing. In the next few days, I'm dropping a new free resource, Five Steps to Recession-Proof Your Career. I'll be dropping the link to that in a few days, so y'all stay close by, stay with me on social media, stay with me on my email list. If you're not currently on my list, get on my list. In the meantime, y'all take good care. And I will see you at the top.